session three, we're still in Psalm 24. Mm-hmm. Still. And uh, we spoke about the intentional rhythm yes. uh, that we see in uh, King David's prayer life over a long period of time. Mm. And we spoke about the strategy that he employs. And the strategy is uh, going to revolve around the one man, Asin Messiah, as part of the New Jerusalem uh, truth. Now, mm. then he moves on. Uh, through all of this, and he's saying, Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Now, here, he is... He's now deep into <laughs> revelation mode, right? He's now uh, through what he's been building up from uh, Psalm 22 all the way through Psalm 23. He's all Psalm 23 is just uh, high on the mountain, just about to go on the top of the mountain. 24, he's there now, and on top of the mountain, he's just in everlasting truth, everlasting um, reality. And here he says, and the king of glory shall come in. Wow. (laughs) He's referring to the day of Pentecost. So here he's just worshipping in the garden, in the The spirit. And he's lift up (laughs) you gates. Lift up your heads. And we become, now there's a lot, just, you just managed to um, sum up yes. huge truths and eternal truths in, in a, a few, few words. words. And he goes, um, so we the, we the living stones, we become this one body together with um, those who came before us from the... Twelve tribes <clears throat> through the apostles that led us into this bringing in of the Gentiles. And actually, at the end of the story, we all uh, make up the true um, Jews. Because mm. the Bible very, very clearly says true Israel is those who are of faith. Mm. Now, he's led us just all the way through there to the day of Pentecost. And yeah, he's uh, declaring to us. And worshipping and he's, and he's saying to all generations, that old generation of mm, Jacob that mm, he's speaking mm, about, mm. says, lift up your heads. And we become the entry point after the um, Yahushua Mashiach is resurrected. Mm. Uh, from that moment on, we become the gates into yes. this world. Yes. It happens on the day of Pentecost. And now a number of people are filled with the Holy Spirit. They have the witness of um, the Lamb of God and yes. His victory. They have Peter's witness that, man, that God is going to indwell man and that man and uh, the Holy Spirit will be one. Mm. Then, now, he's, he's declaring this reality that we are New Jerusalem there. Mm. But while we hear... We become the gates through mm. which the kingdom of God will come to yes. earth and be yes. established. Things will be on earth as it is in heaven. God's will will be done. His spirit will dwell on the earth through us. The Paul writes, no longer I who live, but Messiah that lives in me. 
And then we know this entails mm -hmm. that whole one body, all that has been redeemed in Messiah as one. So, take uh, Abel and Noah and Moses and Abraham and Paul and all the sons of God and put all of them into one person. And then you have the sum total of the finished work of Messiah. That becomes glory. And that glory now can come to earth. And so this is what he's referring to here. So he's connecting it all the way to the book of Revelation with the city. Um, connecting the city and the finished work of God, the culmination of all the glory of God as the uh, bride coming down with the 12 tribes that's the beginning of the expression and manifestation of the promise of God um, that's going to lead to Messiah that is all things. And um, that's what he's doing here. So he's just on the, on the pinnacle of prayer, um, declaring all of eternal truths in a few words. And this is where you want to get to in prayer. Mm. Where all the doctrines... Yes. All the principles, all the scriptures, all your experience, all that you know of God, all His will, uh, just are poured together into mm. one major truth. And that's that point at which, if you can reach this point in prayer and in discipling, then from there on, there's a substance that will cause you to be steadfast. This is where he's reaching now. And we want to build this into our prayer life so that we can reach this yes. point. And then he's asking a question. See, same thing. Same thing. What's the question? Do you want to take us into that? So, who is this king of glory? Hmm. <laughs> and what's the key word? <laughs> glory. Glory. <laughs> so... The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Then he says again, let him come, let him come in. Mm. The king of glory shall come in. Now this links to the scriptures that says we should be looking forward and hastening the return of the, the, Lord. Of the Lord. And this brings us to what's the next key reference here. Where is he going now? So now verse 10 he says, who is this king of glory? Ask the same question. The Lord of hosts. So we're back, we're back at the same truth. He is the King of Glory, the Lord of Hosts, the hosts being one man. So he's just reiterating the same truth. He's just swimming in this. <laughs> so Lord of Hosts is now no longer the, the concept that we might think it is in the Old Testament. It was that, but it was never fully that. That the Lord of Hosts is uh, God with all the angel armies. It's that. But in... Uh, his finished work outside of time that now already is true. The Lord of hosts is that uh, uh, form in which mm. uh, Messiah will return and uh, appear on Mount Zion. Mm. He's returning with the body and with the angel armies. Remember it says in Ephesians, we read in the previous session, that all things will be reconciled into Messiah, all things in heaven and on earth. Um, and so this becomes the hosts, so everything that's made one in him. And so the hosts 
is the same thing as the glory, and the glory is the same thing as one man, and the one man and the glory and the host, the same thing as New Jerusalem. And all of that is the Holy Spirit, and all of that is Messiah. And all and that's that. why we <laughs> use the phrase one man. Now, you see where he's gone? He's gone to the ultimate high point of prayer, worship, praise, thanksgiving, Proclamation, yes. um, you name it, intercession, you name it. This is the this is the yes. substance of all prayer. Yes, um, and he's gone there in the psalm. Now he says, "Who is this King of Glory?" Another important thing is: is he talking about Yahweh? Ah, oh, good point, King. Because the Jehovah Witnesses says he only became king. At the end of World War One, when okay, we're not even going to go there. Okay, so there's a question out there: mm. When did Yahushua become king? So the the debate goes around. Well, he was never crowned. Crowned. When was he crowned with all glory? Well, luckily we've done this teaching. Now you see if you <laughs> understand glory. As glory isn't a light, it's not a power. Yeah, it's not a luminescence. Glory. glory is Him as the Lord of hosts, and the host is all that was in heaven and all on earth mm. reconciled into one in Him. And you see, that's the glory. So the glory is literally redemption, is redemption word. In the beloved, mm. um, the fulfilled will of the Father. So He didn't just fulfill the, the mm. law. Mm. He fulfilled that which the law was given for. Exactly. That exactly. oneness, that that kingdom reality. And so here, who is the king of glory? And then he makes it very clear, the king of glory in verse 10 is the Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. The Lord of hosts is the one that will return. We know that. So this, as far as I'm concerned, settles it that we can pray freely. Yahushua, King of Kings, King of Glory.